We are going through the Beatitudes, and it is taking us some time to get through them. These are the teachings of Jesus. This is what we've been preaching about, that what we believe is the kingdom of God that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 4. And we began uh, preaching this series when Jesus came out of the wilderness, proclaiming the kingdom is at hand, or the kingdom is near, or the kingdom is now. The kingdom is not far off. The kingdom is not far away. The kingdom is not someday way off in the distant future. The kingdom is now. The kingdom that Jesus came, he established it. He came to establish. He established it when he came. And it is here now for us to live out. And we've gone through the first seven verses in Matthew uh, to get where we are this morning. We talked about the poor in spirit. We talked about those who mourn. We talked about the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, and the merciful, and how that they are all blessed. And, and, and I believe that the kingdom of heaven is tied up in here, but I also believe that our own joy is tied up in living this out. Blessed are those. Blessed by God are those who do these things. Hopeful, joyful are those who do these things. So it's only fitting Valentine's Day is coming up. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I wanted to have a big heart thing on there, but I didn't get it in time. Blessed are the pure in heart. I was going to pass out some candy hearts. It said, be mine, or I can't even remember. Hug me, whatever the rest of them said. Blessed are the pure in heart. What is Jesus saying here? What is he saying? Is he talking about the organ? Is he talking about the muscle inside of you that, that pumps 122,000 times a day, roughly? He's talking about that? You know, your heart pumps 122,000 times a day and doesn't get a break. No break. <laughs> no five minutes, no ten minutes. Your heart must not belong to a union. No break. No time off. No days off. But, but Jesus here is not speaking about, uh, you're, if you have a bad heart, you're not blessed. No. He's talking about the inside of you. The Sermon on the Mount, mostly what we've talked about so far have been, has been outward conduct. Right? Most of what the Sermon on the Mount so far has been about being merciful, right? About, uh, about um, hungering and thirsting for righteousness. The Sermon on the Mount is not just concerned with outward conduct, it is also concerned with inward motives. And I feel like sometimes people think, you know, I think sometimes I get the, the rap of just being someone who pounds away at our outward conduct, how we act, how we treat people, how we speak to people, how we conduct ourselves as Christians. I do feel like I focus on that a lot. But as soon as you all straighten up and start acting better, I won't have to focus on it. <laughs> I'm just being serious. But the inward motives are just as important. Just as important are the motives of your heart. Because I believe that outward conduct will spill over from a heart that's overflowing, from a heart that is full of love, from a heart that is pure. 
When scripture says heart, it's not speaking about the muscle that is pumping blood through your body. I'm going to read you a couple of other scriptures that use the word heart. Proverbs 4.23 it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it affects everything you do. NLT says it this way, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are all the issues of life. The heart is the stuff of life. The heart is the essence of life, the center of your emotions and feelings. Blessed are those who are pure in heart. Pure in heart. <clears throat> so, so last, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about being merciful and about humility and about hungering after justice for other people. And if all of that seems unfathomable, unfathomable to you or uninteresting to you, then perhaps your heart needs purifying. Jesus here, I believe he is speaking to our motives. Blessed are the pure in heart. Why is it that we do what we do? Blessed are the pure in heart. So I'm going to ask a few questions. Do you manipulate people to get your way? Do you hold things over people's heads? Do you give gifts to create imbalance in relationships? Uh, there were um, some people that came to this church one time. Uh, great people. I still love them, still talk to them when I see them. But they, they would give gifts to attain power <laughs> because they would give gift and then expect power. And that is not coming from purity of heart. And, and we all are guilty of that, I think, some, sometimes. We all can be guilty of that, right? We all tend to sometimes hold things over people's heads if we're not careful. Um, do you speak cruelly to or about people? Do you sabotage people? Are you mean to people? Do you stand in judgment of others? That's a tough one. We need the spotlight shown on our heart this morning. That's what I'm trying to do. I want the spotlight of the Holy Spirit to shine on my heart. And again, I'm preaching to myself. Y'all just get to hear it. These questions are all for me. Y'all just get to hear it. Here's the problem. The problem is when we're this way, we don't know we're this way. Most of the time. Most of our blind spots are called blind spots because we can't see them. I was talking to Brother Paul yesterday, and I said, you know, when my kids were younger and we'd be at a restaurant, and I'd see other people with their kids, I could tell you what they were doing wrong with their children. <laughs> I could point it out. I could see it. Aha. Uh, false threats or, or, or empty threats. If you do that again, I'm, we're leaving this restaurant. No, you're not. You've already ordered. Don't tell your kids you're going to do something you're not going to do, and then don't follow through with it. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it's an empty threat. I can see that in other people. I couldn't see my own faults. It's hard to see your own failures, right? Easy to spot somebody else's weaknesses. Difficult to see your own. So what I want to happen to us this morning is the Holy Spirit to shine his light on our hearts today. 
and say, are our motives pure? Do we have pure hearts? We need to examine our hearts. Is your heart pure? Ask yourself that. Scripture says a lot about our hearts. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Hebrews 4.12 says something interesting about the heart. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You thought your heart just pumped blood. Your heart has an attitude. Guess what? Your heart's attitude is your attitude. Luke uh, 6, 45, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke 6, 45. A good person stores good things up in their heart and then speaks good from those good things. A bad person heaps up bad things, and then unleashes the fury on the world. What kind of, what are you storing in your heart? Are you pure in heart? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. We already read that, Matthew 5, 8. Uh, Matthew 15, 8, Jesus said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It is possible to come to church every Sunday uh, whenever the doors are open and to honor God with your lips and still your heart be far from him. Matthew fifteen nineteen says, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, False testimony, slander. You didn't know that much could come out of your heart, did you? The verse before Jesus says, the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. What is the condition of your heart? What is your heart like? What is your disposition towards other people? What, what, what are your motives? Are you storing up evil for a day when you can cloud up and rain on somebody? Or are you storing up good? What is stored up in your heart? Blessed are the pure in heart. They get to see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. They get to see God. God, purify my heart. God, purify our hearts. Purify this church's heart. Purify us so that we can see God. For it is written out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, and murder. That's Mark 7, 21. A lot can come from your heart. From your from your life source, from your soul, from your spirit. It's not just talking about the thing that's pumping the blood. It's, it's talking about the engine that runs you. The engine that runs your life, is it pure? 
Our actions, our words, our love all flows from the innermost part of us. We must purify our hearts. The heart can be a storage unit for good or evil. It really can. It's a decision that we have to make. Some of us were trained. Some of us, some of us picked up uh, cues from, from our parents. Some of us, some of us didn't arrive at being the, the way we are by choice, but we are that way. Well, now it's a choice. Now we have a choice. What kind of stuff are we going to store in our heart? Is it going to be evil or good? Are we going to be pure? So I'm just asking you, I'm asking myself, I've been doing a lot of examination this week as I have read this. Because to be honest with you, I read, oh, blessed are the pure in heart, they'll see God. That'll be easy. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> when you start reading everything that the Bible has to say about the heart, and how that the heart is really the engine of your life, and that everything flows out of it. So it's important that it's pure. It's important that it's pure. And, and I really, I, I know I just keep coming back to this, but, you know, Jesus said all of the laws and all the prophets hang on two commands. Love God, love neighbor. And if you have a pure heart, it's because you love God and because you love neighbor. Because your love of God will keep you clean from the sins that so easily beset you. And then your love of neighbor will keep you from storing up evil against other people. All of this boils down to... I think, do we love like we ought to? Do we love God like we ought to? Do we love others like we ought to? I believe that if we have a pure heart, we will. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Uh, it's only 13 verses, and I'm going to read the whole thing. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, that's some faith. But I don't have love, I am nothing. And if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. See, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there's prophecies, they will cease. Where there's tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For now we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought as a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man or when I became an adult, I put, away, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only reflection is in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. We can do all of the outward things correctly. We can serve the poor. We can feed the needy. We can serve the church. 
we can stand up here and preach and prophesy and pray over people. But if we don't have love, we are nothing. We're like a, we're like a cowbell. Ling, 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 ling. We're just a sounding gong. That's all my words are. If all I do is pre- stand up here and preach and I don't have love, I'm like a bell that rings or a cymbal on the drum. Just a noise with no substance. <clears throat> we can sing in the band. Like I said, we can serve in the school. We can give our lives to causes. But if we don't do it out of love, it's nothing. Purity of heart, I believe, comes, comes back down to those two commands I talked about. Love God, and that will keep you from sin and evil. And love others, will live in, that'll help you live a life of good works. Amen. God, give us pure hearts. Give us pure hearts, God. God, give me a pure heart. Let's just take a moment right now and ask the Lord to give us pure hearts. God, purify our hearts. God, purify my heart. God, I pray that my motives would be pure. I pray that I would not store up evil, that I would store up good. I pray that goodness would flow out of the purity of my heart. God, I pray that I would love my neighbor. I would pray that I would love you rightly, see you rightly, love my neighbor as myself. God, give us pure hearts this morning. Give us pure hearts, we pray. So there's a promise given to those who have pure hearts, that they will see God. It's quite a promise. It's quite a promise, and many Bible scholars and commentators differ and disagree on what this means. Because Jesus tells us that God is spirit. That God is spirit. Spirit can't be seen. Moses asked if he could see God. He wasn't allowed to. He was allowed to see God from from the back. Isaiah saw God in a vision, but John in the first chapter tells us that no one has seen God, but we have seen him revealed in the Son. So, like I said, commentators differ on what what exactly this means, that that we will see God. Of course, I believe that that we will see Jesus. I believe that's what it means. Because Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because his disciples even said to him, when are we going to get to see the Father? And they said, he said, Andrew, you've been with me this long and you don't realize that if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. In Jesus, we have the Father. In Jesus, we get to see the Father. Jesus said, I do nothing of my own accord. Everything that I do is, be, is what I hear him say to do. So I believe that we will see Jesus. I believe that there is coming a day when we will see Jesus face to face. Uh, the scripture tells us that absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Those who have gone on before are with and are in the presence of Jesus right now. They don't have to wait. They're in his presence right now. And now we, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, they get to see face to face. So, so it is speaking of a day off in the future, yes. I believe that. I believe that if we have pure hearts, we will someday see Jesus. 
But I also believe that if we have pure hearts, we will see him now. We will see him now. We will see him now. How? How are we going to see him now? How are we going to see him now? If we have pure hearts. I'll just tell you my experience. I've seen the face of God in some of you. I have seen his face in Miss Garlock with those young kids, with, with uh, Miss Bernie, with the students in the school. I have seen his face as we serve at the food kitchen. I have seen his face in you as you gift others. I've seen his face in you and the, the worship team as they give of their talents. And I've seen his face in them. As we live from a place of pure motives and a place of pure love, we will shine forth the face of God. I've seen him in Pat and in Paul and in Christy and in Richard and Amy. I've seen his face. I've seen it in you as you serve others. But you know where, I, where else I've seen it? I've seen it in the least of these. I've seen it in the, Jesus said, if you've given to these, if you've done it to them, you've done it to me. I will never forget, I've told this story from this church before, but outside of North Belt Pizza Hut, when Kmart was still there, we were leaving Pizza Hut and there was a lady asleep on a bench in front of uh, what used to be uh, a Mexican restaurant for a while. What is it? Las Palmas, yeah, it was Las Palmas for a while. It was a bunch of different things. But there was nothing there then, and there was a lady asleep on the bench. And I had brought my leftover pizza. I was going to have it for lunch the next day. I was all excited about that. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I was going to eat it before I went to bed that night. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes right after supper, I have to brush my teeth so I won't eat anymore. But <laughs> that's not true. Uh, so I had, I had a box of pizza, and I'd gotten it to go drink, and I was getting in my car, and I saw, I'm like, is that some, a person over there? And uh, it was, and so I had, I had warm food and a drink, and I took it up to her, and I handed it to her. And I'm telling you, and it chokes me up every time she sat up, and she was an older lady. She was probably, I say older, I'm getting pretty close to the age I'm about to mention, but... <laughs> She was in her 60s, and I thought, what are you doing out here? And I handed her food, and she smiled, the, the biggest smile at me. And in her face, I don't know what it was. I knew it was the face of Jesus. That the face of the hungry and the thirsty and the cold and the naked and the imprisoned and the sick, in their face you will find the face of Jesus. As you live your life with a pure heart, full of love and store up good things and live and flow out of that and give love to those who might not deserve it or give love to those who are down, you will be the face of Jesus to them. And you will see the face of Jesus in them. Blessed are the pure in heart. They get to see God. Not just someday. They get to see him now.
And as we live with a pure heart, I believe the blessings of God come upon us. And I believe that, yes, we see him in the face of others and we see him. We get to be his face to others. But God, would you show us yourself right now? God, would you reveal yourself to us in this moment? Holy Spirit, would your fire come and burn out anything that is not of you? Holy Spirit, would you come and purify us? Let your fire come and purify our hearts. Burn out all the dross, all of the chaff. Make us pure. Make us holy. God, make us holy before you. God, if, if, there, if some of us have besetting sins that, that keep tripping us up, that keep slowing us down, God, we give them to you. We turn them over to you. God, purify us. God, if there is hatred in our heart, God, root it out. Burn it out. Purify us. God, if there is evil stored up in us, God, we root it out. We dig it out. Let your Holy Spirit come and burn it all out. We pray. Because we want to be the salt and the light that you have called us to be. And we can only do that with pure hearts. Purify us today, Jesus. Purify us. I've got more notes, but I feel like it's, this is a great place to stop. I'm going to ask... Um, Paul and Pat, if they would pass the offering, or not the offering, the communion. I'm going to ask the band if they'll come back up. Maybe this message was just for me this morning. But as you sit with your communion this morning, I want you to... As you sit with your communion this morning, I want you to meditate and I want you to pray and ask God to search your heart. The psalmist said, search my heart, O God. Know me. Know me for who I really am, not who I pretend to be, not, who, not the lip service that I give, but search my heart. So as you sit with your communion...